हरे कृष्णा अ वॉम वेलकम टू ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टूडेज गीता लाइफ सेशन द टॉपिक फॉर द डे इज सृष्टि नहीं दृष्टि बदलो वी कम अक्रॉस डिफरेंट सिचुएशन इन लाइफ समटाइम्स द सिचुएशन कैन बी वेरी परप्लेक्सिंग इट कैन टेस्ट आर पेशेंस अ लॉट डिपेंड्स ऑन हाउ वी परसीव द सिचुएशन Our behavior is dependent on our perception to a large extent. So, how these perceptions develop and how it impacts our behavior, we're going to discuss this today in the session. Before we plunge into the discussion, let us all seek the blessings of Shri Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lord Shri Krishna, and get their mercy so that we can understand the subject properly. नमाओं विष्णुपादा कृष्णा प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदात स्वामीनामस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चात्यदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावरन्याय कृष्णा प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नामने गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गो ब्राह्मणे हिताय जगदिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचा कल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधु पतितना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे In the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita we all know the battle is about to begin and Arjuna requests Krishna Krishna why don't you place the chariot in between the two armies so that I can have a look at my opponents against whom we have to fight 
and when Krishna placed the chariot in between the two armies and Arjuna had a good look at his opponents, he was very perplexed, very bewildered when he saw that his opponents are his own kinsmen, own relatives, own friends, own cousins, respectable elders like Bhishma, Dronacharya. And towards the end of the first chapter, he describes what he is going through. And he was quite frank. He told Krishna, Krishna, my mind is reeling. My whole body is quivering, shaking. I am unable to stand any longer. My hairs are standing on the end. My bow Gandiva is slipping from my hand. In other words, he was in complete bewildered state, not knowing what is best for him to do. Should he fight, not fight? If he fights, what is the use of winning a kingdom at the cost of his own kinsmen, own relatives? It will be tainted with the blood of his own near and dear ones. And if he loses the battle, anyway, it's going to be a big loss because so many soldiers, so many people will get killed in this battle. And the battle is about to begin. It's a very tense moment. He has to decide. And finally, Arjuna tells Krishna, Krishna, I'm not going to fight this battle. I cannot fight. He gives up his Gandiva bow and sits down. I have shared this with many, many people in many forums, in many discussions, in many classes and I have asked people after hearing these words from Arjuna, what did Krishna do? What did Krishna say? It is quite obvious that we get different answers to this question. Many people say Krishna taught him Karma Yoga. Some people say Krishna taught him about surrender, whatever they can best understand from Gita, they share. Which is quite true, yes, Krishna spoke many things, but overall, in general, what did Krishna do? The topic for the day is, Shrishti nahi drishti badlo, Krishna did not change the circumstances which were quite perplexing for Arjuna. He did not say, okay Arjuna, after all he is Bhagwan. he can change the circumstances, he can change the situation for Arjuna. But he did not change the circumstances, he did not change the situation. He inspired Arjuna to fight that same battle which was the cause of perplexity for Arjuna, cause of bewilderment. But what did he change? He changed his drishti, changed his perception, changed how Arjuna looked at things, at people, at situations, at circumstances, the battle which he was about to fight.
and how did he change by speaking the immortal words of the message of bhagavad gita so in that sense arjuna as we all know he is not a brahmana he is not a person in the renounced order of life he is not a sanyasi he is a kshatriya he is a family man he is a warrior so in that sense this message of gita is not just for arjuna in fact it's for the entire mankind sometime people think this bhagavad gita is a spiritual book it's a religious manuscript actually it is not it is meant to change our perception how we perceive things how we perceive the world and if our perception changes based on the reality which krishna shares in the bhagavad gita then our life also changes in a positive direction illusion is all about perceiving reality wrongly just like what is mirage mirage is said to be an illusion because water water is a reality but in a desert it appears that it's a water but actually it's a mirage it's illusion that mirage is not a reality it's not a water so arjuna when he spoke these words when he was completely perplexed he was bewildered he was confused after hearing the words of krishna or his dilemma was gone or his perplexity was gone and he rose up he fought the battle and actually won the battle so likewise if we also take help of bhagavad gita scrutinizingly study bhagavad gita on a daily basis i was sharing today there were some visitors just like we take bath every day because our body accumulates dust dirt from the environment we perspire it becomes dirty we feel uneasy and when we take bath all the dirt gets removed and we feel fresh this is about the body likewise our soul also accumulates dust or dirt in the form of qualities like lust greed envy pride and in that sense all the soul is pure but our consciousness gets polluted and that's how we see different consciousness in different people in fact out of 84 lakh species the 4 lakh species of human beings basis the consciousness basis how much impure our consciousness is pure consciousness is called krishna consciousness and krishna consciousness can easily be revived when we hear or read the immortal words of bhagavad gita because all the impurities in the mind all the wrong perceptions we have all the wrong drishti we have gets cleared or gets changed gets purified by hearing the message of gita this reminds me statement of albert einstein as we all know he was a very renowned scientist he said the problems we face it's a very important striking statement very profound statement 
the challenges we face in life cannot be solved by being at the same level of thinking we were when we created those problems. So Arjuna was at one level of thinking. Krishna, although he is a supreme personality of Godhead, he is a supreme creator. He can do anything. Not a blade of grass moves without his sanction. But Krishna did not change Srishti for Arjuna, but he changed his Drishti, level of thinking. And when his level of thinking changed, same Arjuna who was bewildered, who was perplexed, rose up, fought the same battle and won the battle. Same can be true for anyone who reads the Bhagavad Gita sincerely. We all have battles to fight. Some battles we have to fight because of karmic reactions and some battles we create ourselves because of faulty thinking, feeling and willing. And if we have to win these battles, we have to be armed. We should have ammunition. Just like in, in battle, you, you need ammunition. So the ammunition is the wisdom, the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita. Mahatma Gandhi said, he was also, as we all know, he used to read Bhagavad Gita. He has also written a commentary on Bhagavad Gita. He said, when doubts haunt me, all of us go through phases in our lives when we are doubtful, we are in dilemma. So Mahatma Gandhi says, when doubts haunt me, when I see not one ray of hope on the horizon, I read a verse from Bhagavad Gita and I begin to smile amidst overwhelming sorrows. This is not, this is actually, we can, we can experience this when we read Bhagavad Gita. When doubts haunt me, when I see not one ray of hope on the horizon, I turn to Bhagavad Gita, read one verse from it and I begin to smile amidst overwhelming sorrows. Again, the same principle applies here. When the perception changes, when the thinking changes, the same situation which is very bewildering ceases to bewilder us, ceases to overwhelm us. So we will understand more in detail how does it happen. For this, for us to understand this, let us understand the difference between seeing intelligence and doing intelligence. I repeat, there are many kinds of intelligence as we all know, uh, intellectual quotient is an aspect of intelligence, emotional quotient, spiritual quotient. I recently came across another division, another aspect of intelligence, just like we are doing intelligence, many times we say the do's and don'ts. We need intelligence to discriminate, to discern what I should do and what I should not do. For that we need intelligence and that intelligence, discrimination is called doing intelligence. 
we need to exercise our free will some situation comes which is very alluring very tempting i have to decide using my intelligence should i do it or should i not do it the four regulative principles no meat eating no intoxication no gambling no illicit sex it require doing intelligence require free will yes i will not do it even fundamental to doing intelligence many time people struggle at the doing level i know that i should be getting up in the morning but i am not able to get up when the alarm rings somehow i press the snooze button and i think that let me sleep for another 5 minutes and then it goes on for another an hour so many times we struggle at the doing level i know that i should not be seeing this but then i am not able to control myself even fundamental to doing intelligence is the seeing intelligence what is seeing intelligence and what is the difference between seeing intelligence and doing intelligence let's say we have in a room a rope lying and the rope looks like a snake i repeat let's for example sake in a room there is a rope lying and the rope looks like a snake if our seeing intelligence is not able to perceive that rope as rope but if we perceive that if our seeing intelligence is faulty and if we perceive that rope as snake then we have to struggle a lot to control our fear courage determination and all kinds of uh, <clears throat> battles we have to fight to not get frightened no doubt one will get frightened if it is a snake but there will be lot of fear and to overcome not get overwhelmed with this fear one has to battle to counter that fear but if our seeing intelligence is proper and at the very fundamental level we perceive that rope as rope and not as snake then there is no struggle you can go near that rope touch it play with it you don't have to struggle so seeing intelligence is even fundamental to doing intelligence by and large in this world whatever is taught in this our in our world in schools colleges is all about doing intelligence it sharpens our the educational system it sharpens our intellect our analytical skills our abilities to analyze to solve problems it requires intelligence but our scriptures are focusing on seeing intelligence how we perceive the world in the bhagavad gita second chapter krishna focuses on you're not the body we're a spirit soul when i perceive another person or myself for that matter as a soul and not the body 
धीरस तत्र नमुयति अ सोबर पर्सन इज नॉट बिविल्डर्ड बाय सच अ चेंज डेथ पीपल गेट सो ओवरवेल्म सो शैटर्ड व्हेन समवन नियर एंड यवन पासेस अवे बट कृष्णा से इवन डेथ अ सोबर पर्सन who has that perception seeing intelligence who is able to see a person as spirit soul not the body dhiras tatranam huyati a sober person is not bewildered by such a change so seeing intelligence based on bhagavad gita based on bhagavatam based on vedic literatures we have to cultivate असतो मा सतगमया फ्रॉम डार्कनेस वी हैव कम टू लाइट लाइट नॉट इन टर्म्स ऑफ एल्यूमिनेशन फ्रॉम सम बल्ब्स और सम एल्यूमिनेटिंग सोर्स बट नॉलेज व्हेन दिस लाइट ऑफ नॉलेज कम इट इट डिसिपेट्स ऑल द डार्कनेस डार्कनेस ऑफ इग्नोरेंस फ्रॉम आर लाइफ्स दैट्स व्हाई वी हैव दिस प्रेयर ओम अज्ञानतिमिरंदस्य ज्ञानांजना श्लाकया वी ऑफर आर रिस्पेक्टफुल ओबिसेंसेस टू आर स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर श्री प्रभुपाद ओम अज्ञान आर आईज व्हिच वर ब्लाइंडेड विद इग्नोरेंस डार्कनेस ऑफ इग्नोरेंस वी वर नॉट एबल टू सी थिंग्स क्लियरली परसीव द रियलिटी ओम अज्ञान तिमिरंदस्य तिमिरंद मींस डार्कनेस ज्ञानांजना श्लाख्य देव ओपन द आईस आईस ओपन द आईस हाउ बाय टॉर्च लाइट ऑफ नॉलेज चक्षुन्मिलना तस्म श्री गुरुवे नम टू दैट स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर ओपन माय आईस वो ब्लाइंडेड विद डार्कनेस हाउ विद टॉर्च लाइट ऑफ नॉलेज वेयर बाय वी आर एबल टू सी रियलिटी राज विद्या राज पवित्र उत्तम प्रत्यक्ष आवगम प्रत्यक्ष आवगम विल बी एबल टू परसीव द रियलिटी सींग इंटेलिजेंस वी गेट वेयर बाय वी आर एबल टू परसीव थिंग्स एज दे आर व्हाट इज रियलिटी व्हाट इज इल्यूजन हु इज अ परमहंसा परमहंसा इज हमसा मींस स्वैन आई हर्ड दैट स्वैन हैव द क्वालिटी दैट इफ यू गिव दैम milk and water mixed they can segregate milk and water so likewise advanced devotees who have that seeing intelligence based on our scriptures can perceive the reality perceive drishti they are able to see the reality because they are able to see the reality they can lead a life free from illusion free from ignorance and thereby lead a meaningful life the seeing intelligence is very fundamental for our success not only in spiritual life even in our material life there was a person by name victor franklin he was a jew and he was captured by the nazis and as we all know there were concentration camps where the jews were 
captured and put into he was put into one concentration camp and about 20-30 odd Jews or those captured people were put in a room and the plan of the Nazis was to finish off all the Jews, to kill them off. So in this camp, they were kept in a room and in a very, very nasty situation. They were all practically naked, no proper sanitation, no proper ventilation, dark, damp room. Many of them even evacuated and passed stool in that same room. It was very smelly. Once in a day, they were given some breadcrumbs to eat and that to very limited quantity. And then the Nazi soldiers would come and every day pick some, take some people from this particular camp from different rooms and they were taken to gas chambers, gas chambers where they were pushed into and they were burnt alive. Just imagine people were taken and pushed into gas chambers and they were burnt alive. Others who were there at the end of the day when whatever number of people they were supposed to kill, the target was achieved. The gas chambers were switched off for the next day and they were cleared, cleared of all the charred bodies, all that ash which is left over after burning all those so-called Jews. So they were taken to those chambers and they were cleaned. So it was a very deplorable situation for the people who were there in the camp. They were completely hopeless. Next day, whether they're going to live or die, they were not sure. Whether they were going to be asked to go to gas chamber to be pushed there so that they can be killed or they were taken to the gas chambers to clean them, they were not sure. When the food will come and how much quantity they will be given to eat, that was not sure. So in that situation, it is very difficult to maintain, to be happy, to have some good sense, to have some hope in life. We all have some hope, we look forward to some things, even if we are going through some turbulent times. But we always hope that once this gets over, there'll be, there'll be some good time for us to enjoy. So it was a hopeless situation. Everyone in that camp was hopeless. They had lost their even willingness or desire to live. Some were even praying, better let me die soon. How long can I tolerate this? But there was a person by name Victor Franklin in that very camp. He later on, he came out of that camp 
I'll share with you little bit details and eventually wrote a book, a very popular book in search of meaning. He was a psychiatrist by profession and when he was in such a hopeless situation, he one day thought that they have taken away everything from me. They have separated me from my family, they have captured me, they have taken my independence, they have kept me in this room, they have taken my clothes. You know, we have this basic roti, kapda, makan. They have taken away my clothes, no proper place to live, separated from the family. They have taken away everything. But he decided, still I have one thing which they cannot take away from me. And that is my last fundamental freedom. They can take away everything. Practically my life is in their hands. Tomorrow they can decide to burn me alive. And I can't do anything about it. He can't crib, he can't complain, he can't escalate. He can't cry, can't scream, can't plead because they were determined to kill all these people. So he decided that they cannot take from me my last fundamental freedom. And what is that? My last fundamental freedom is I have no control over what they do to me. I have no control over what they do to me, but they cannot snatch from me my last fundamental freedom. And that is what I think about what they do to me. I repeat, it's a very profound statement. They, I have no control over what they do to me but they cannot take from me my last fundamental freedom and that is what I think about what they do to me. One is the circumstances around us and one is our thinking about that circumstances, our perception. They say 10% is what happens to us and 90% is how we respond or react to what happens to us. When we are bewildered or when we feel very bitter, we sometimes think that our bitterness is because of the circumstances, is because of the people who have, who have troubled us, who have cheated us. But it is true that 10% of what we go through, our feelings, is dependent on what happens to us and 90% is contributed by how we feel about what happens to us. How we respond, how we react. That's why we see some people in the same situation get flared up and some people in the same situation are calm and composed. In the same office, in the same business, somebody might feel that it is a, it's a, 
it's a completely disgusting place with lot of politics and in the same place in the same office you might find some people who are enjoying their work enjoying the workplace they feel that they are very fortunate to be working here situation is the same circumstances the same people are the same company is the same but what is different is how we perceive our drishti we sometimes try to change situations circumstances people around us it's a very difficult thing what is easier is to change our perception a short story i have shared this many times it's my one of my favorite story a person develops an eye infection and continuously there is water flowing from his eyes he consults many doctors many physicians many specialists but none of them could really solve the problem and as days were passing by things were becoming worse so he was quite fearful quite concerned as a last resort he happened to meet one swami ji a saintly person and said you know many times people go to saintly persons for material boons for blessings so he met that saintly person and said swami ji please daya karo please give me your blessings i have this eye problem and it's getting worse day by day i've tried different treatments shown to many doctors but still i'm not able to find a solution the saintly person looked at him he says actually you have no problem the problem is that just like your eyes are allergic to bright colors the solution is very simple for next few days maybe couple of months just avoid anything bright in color red yellow blue anything bright the best would be if you could just focus on the green color would be very soothing for your eyes and see if you could just you know see things which are green in color more often for a longer duration now since he was a rich man and he was quite determined to find solution for his eye problem he could afford to do anything in the sense he went back home and since he was advised that green color would be very soothing for his eyes he got his whole house painted green bright walls everything floor the tables the furniture the chairs the crockery the lights the wardrobe everything was painted green when he would walk in the garden he had given instructions any flower the moment it was in a budding stage it would be cut the whole lawn was lush green with very clear instructions to all gardeners the flowers should not bloom the fans were blue everything in his house was blue and he found that this instruction of the sage was really helping him as days passed by this water stopped dripping and his eyes started improving couple of months later on when the saintly person was passing by he just thought let me just pay a visit let me just inquire from this person how is he feeling now 
as he was about to enter that place the gate man stopped him he said wait they didn't allow him to go but he insisted that you no know, this person had come and met me just a courtesy call i want to meet him just send a word to him that so and so person has come so they checked and then they got an instruction okay please send him in but they said there's a condition that any visitor he has to change to green clothes so he was asked to change his dress he was made to wear green clothes so he was quite when he entered he saw everything green from outside from inside the walls the furniture everything green in color so he was quite surprised what's happening it was quite abnormal quite different from usual it was not usual stuff you know you see a house everything green in color just visualize if you entered a house everything is green okay walls green understandable lawn green color it's understandable but imagine fan green in color you know you have a plate which is green in color table which is green in color so he found really absurd everything green in color so finally he met that person he said how are you the moment the person says swami ji swami ji thank you so wonderful i am grateful to you fell at his feet he says whatever you have suggested is working it's working like a miracle my life has changed my eyes have improved drastically so he said it's all that's fine but what is all this what is all this He said, "Swami ji, you only had told me that green will be very soothing for my eyes. That's what I have done. I have painted everything green, and really, to tell you honestly, it's helping me a lot." This person hits his head. "My God, what did you do?" "Yes, I remember having told you. See things which are green in color. Alas, instead of painting everything green, you could have worn a green glass." specks with green glass still you would have seen the world green this is the same principle which we are talking today drishti badlo srishti nahi to change the world to change the people to change the circumstances why people hop from one job to another because the circumstances in a particular job is not conducive for that person so he thinks that when i change the company i'll have better circumstances better company better boss and i'll feel better and that's the many times we see people when we interview you know every two two years one and a half years they're hopping jobs changing companies changing the circumstance changing their house in india it's not so easy to change wife otherwise in the west even people change their partners divorces is very common and on the rise so <clears throat> bhagavad gita is all about changing ourselves changing our own perception changing our own thinking illuminating ourselves with transcendental knowledge dissipating the darkness of ignorance which is clouding our consciousness all our misgivings 
every day in the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, and we have a class, we say, Nashta Prayesho Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. When we serve Srimad Bhagavatam, when we hear Bhagavatam, what happens? Nashta Prayesho Abhadreshu. Abhadra means all the dirty things, all the misgivings, all the wrong perceptions, all the wrong ideas about the world. I am the body, I am the enjoyer, I am the controller. Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. When we hear Bhagavatam, Nitya. Prabhupada was very heavy at times when, you know, these days you have Bhagavat Sapta. No doubt, hearing Bhagavatam is very good. But Bhagavatam is not meant for hearing once, hearing for a week, once in a year. Nityam, just like we take bath every day. Imagine a person who does not take a bath, but yearly once, seven days, he does a thorough cleaning of his body, spends two, three hours in a bathroom daily. That will not work because every day we are getting dirty. Every day we come across the lower modes. Ignorance, ads in the television, reinforcing the illusion. Yes, I am the body. I am the enjoyer. Violating the principles which Krishna is teaching in the Bhagavad Gita, timeless Vedic principles. In illusion, we see this ads very nicely with nice photography, with nice effects. And it gets into our consciousness, our subconscious mind. So seeing intelligence, it is very important that we pray to the Lord for this seeing intelligence. If we perceive a rope as a snake, we are bound to get bewildered and fearful. But if we have, if you are blessed with the right seeing knowledge and we are able to see the rope as rope, then there is no fear. We don't have to muster courage. We don't have to go through moments of anxiety. Oh, what if the snake bites me? Let me run. We don't have to make those plans because I am seeing it's a, ro it's a rope and it is harmless. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nashochati Kangshati Brahma Bhuta, person who is self-realized, who is aware that I am not the body, who has that seeing intelligence, the right perception. Prasannatma, he is joyful. So, <clears throat> How does this seeing intelligence gets colored? How does it get affected? Bhagavad Gita explains that it is the modes of material nature which influences our, our intelligence, influences our consciousness, influences our behavior. Broadly speaking, there is Sattvaguna, there is Rajaguna and there is Tamaguna, the mode of goodness the mode of passion and mode of ignorance. Srila Prabhupada explained just like with four basic colors C, M, Y, K, you can print innumerable shades, landscapes, photographs, pictures, with innumerable shades just by those four colors. Likewise, combination of these modes, Sattvaguna, Rajaguna and Tamaguna, influences our consciousness and that's how we see people with different behaviors, different 
consciousness, different character, different thinking, different attitudes. It's all the game of the modes which are influencing us. We all have heard about these famous personalities in Ramayana, Ravana, his brother Kumbhakarna and Vibhishana. It is said that Ravana was predominantly influenced by mode of passion, very passionate. For his pleasure, for his satisfaction, for his enjoyment, he built Lanka which was made of gold. To accumulate gold is not easy, you have to work hard. But somehow Ravana built Lanka made of gold. And although he had many queens, he had enough facility to enjoy the company of women, many women for that matter, but still he wanted to enjoy Sita, who is a consort of Rama. This is a characteristic of a person who is influenced by mode of passion. He is not satisfied. He is hankering for more and more in spite of having enough or more than enough. He is having so many queens, so many women around him with him he can satisfy his desires but still he wants Sita and kidnaps Sita. The chaste wife of Lord Ramachandra. And then we have Vibhishana who was predominantly influenced by, he was a devotee of Lord and was predominantly influenced by Satuguna. He was wife, wise, he could discern. In fact, in fact, uh, advised Ravana against kidnapping Sita and told him it's a consort of Lord Ramachandra, please return, otherwise you'll be doomed. But Ravana, because he was influenced by mode of passion, he is seeing his drishti, his vision and accordingly his doing, thinking, feeling and willing. He did not heed to the advice of Vibhishana. And Kumbhakarna was predominantly influenced by the mode of ignorance, tamoguna. As we all know, Kumbhakarna was so influenced by Tamaguna, he would sleep for six months. He would, then he would get up for a day, again eat, equivalent to what is the requirement for next six months and again go off to sleep. And how did he get? So once, you know, all the three brothers did a lot of tapasya. And uh, so Brahma was pleased, the creator of this world, he asked, Okay, finally appeared and pleased with the tapasya. What boon do you want? So Ravana, again because of passion, unlimited desire, says, I want Swarnalanka, city made of gold, Tathastu. It's not a big thing, material achievement, Tathastu. And that's how he is so living in a city made of gold. When it came to Kumbhakarna, he was asked, what do you want? Actually, Kumbhakarna also wanted a heavenly kingdom. The kingdom which the king of heaven, Lord Indra, 
so he actually wanted to say indrasan indrasan means the asan the position of lord indra but there was some error some error in his speech instead of saying indrasan he said nidrasan the word nidra came and before he could correct himself the tathastu and that's how he was blessed that he could sleep for 6 months at a stretch by the way i was reading an article there's another kumbhakarna is they have come across a person who sleeps for 300 days in a year a living person uh, probably you can check up the net just on a lighter note person sleeping for 300 days in a year so <clears throat> it's the influence of the mode which colors our perception influences our thinking feeling and willing and krishna says these modes are constantly influencing us there's a battle between the modes and depending on what mode is predominant what we are being influenced by it will affect our seeing our thinking our feeling and willing so we will discuss more we will now have kirtans we will come to how to change the perceptions we will come to that last point and uh, we will now have some kirtans request all of you to kindly join us let us enthusiastically participate in the kirtans and after the kirtans we will cover the third important aspect how to change that perception how to change the drishti and we'll take up some questions after that Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna
To recap what we have so far covered, we first covered that how perceptions are very powerful and we talked about how Arjuna, all his confusions, all his dilemmas were gone when he got the right perceptions after hearing the Bhagavad Gita, the immortal words from the mouth of Lord Sri Krishna. And then we talked about the difference between seeing intelligence and doing intelligence, how seeing intelligence is very fundamental if we are able to see things properly. And for us to see things properly, we need spiritual intelligence, we need spiritual knowledge. And uh, <clears throat> we also talked about how the modes of material nature, Sattvaguna, Rajoguna, Tamoguna influences our consciousness, our thinking, our feeling, our willing. And the last thing which we're going to cover today is how to change the perceptions. How to change our perceptions. Sangat Sanjayate Kama. Associations are very powerful. We get infected by the people whom we associate with. Many times imperceptibly, we don't even know, we don't even realize. Many times we are very innocently sitting in front of our television. Actually, we are getting programmed. Our subconscious mind is getting influenced. Why do you think these people, Pepsi or for that many, many companies are spending crores of rupees in marketing, in IPL or some important matches? Every few minutes you will see that same ad getting repeated and at times those ads cost lakhs of rupees, just 30 second slot. Because they can see the results when they put this ad, they can actually measure that there is an increase in sales. When recently Cristiano Ronaldo, he, he, you know, when he was giving a press conference, he put aside those Pepsi bottles, Pepsi Cokes or not sorry, Pepsi Coke bottles. It seems the next day or other, the share prices of Coke dropped by couple of billion dollars, the valuation. But then article said it does not matter because they have a marketing budget of few billion dollars, few billion dollars, one, one billion dollar is 7,000 crores. Marketing budget. Why do they market so aggressively? Because it influences our behavior, our thinking, our seeing intelligence, our doing intelligence. We go to the market and ask for that product because we have got influenced by that, by that ad. 
So associations are very powerful. That's why we have to further the cause in every field there are associations. If you want to improve your communication skills, you have Toastmasters Club. You have associations for people who are charitably disposed so that they can you know, discuss various ideas how they can deploy their wealth for charitable purposes. So association is very important. Sangat Sanjayate Kama. Once there were two plots of land, there was in fact an experiment done. There was one plot of land, lush green, very well maintained, green grass, pure, pristine, nicely growing. And by the side of field, they kept another field which was full of weeds, stones, completely unkept, not taken care of. And they did this experiment and these two plots of land were side by side of each other. With passage of time, it so happened that because of the winds, the weeds, the seeds started coming on to this part, this patch of land. And over a period of time, in this patch of land, which was lush green, clean, pure, well-maintained, also became infested with all kinds of weeds. Same is true with the company we keep, just like even in present times, you know, because of this pandemic, you know, we have the social distancing, we say if somebody is infected, you quarantine that person because he should not infect other person. Same is the case with association. In this case, we get infected with virus, viral load, which somehow can be measured, but in this case of infection by wrong association it is in terms of our perceptions in terms of our drishti in terms of our seeing intelligence if we associate with a person who is very materialistic who is in seeped in bodily concept of life i am the body firmly convinced believing that if we associate thickly with that person that perception also will come on to us we will also start perceiving like that. That's why Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita talks about Tattva Darshi, Tadvignanartham. To achieve this knowledge, you have to approach a person who is Tattva Darshi, who has seen the truth, who is able to see the reality, and he'll be able to show you the reality, show you the truth, because he himself has seen the truth. That's why all scriptures talk about Sadhu Sangha. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Kai, Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhir Hoi. So if we have to have the right seeing intelligence, right perception, right drishti, then we have no option but to regularly on a daily basis have Sat Sangha. And we all are very blessed. What is the meaning of Sat Sangha? Although it's a quote-unquote, a religious word, satsang. It looks like, you know, sometimes when we have go to a temple, uh, old people are gathered and hearing some Bhagavatam, we call it satsang. Satsang means association with sat. Sat means truth. Satsang. Unfortunately, unknowingly, we are associating with illusion. 
This world is full of ignorance. This is not a pessimistic view, it's a fact. So, <clears throat> satsang on a daily basis, just like on a daily basis we take a bath, on a daily basis we have to associate with the truth by associating with saintly personalities, saintly persons who have seen the truth, reading Bhagavad Gita, reading Bhagavatam, hearing lectures from exalted personalities like Srila Prabhupada, reading his conversations and the right perceptions will rub on us, it will influence our seeing intelligence, it will sharpen, strengthen our spiritual intelligence and then we'll be able to see things as they are. I'll just read out few quotes. In fact, I remember there is uh, a very famous quote by John F. Kennedy. He was the President of United States of America. He said, five years from now, kind of person you will be can be predominantly determined by two things. This statement of John F. Kennedy, very, very accomplished personality, very famous president, known for his intelligence, known for his oratory scripts. He would mesmerize people with his speeches. He would influence them. Ask not the famous speech, ask not what the country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. So he said, five years from now, the kind of person you will be is determined predominantly by two things. And he said, those two things are the books you read and the people you associate with. In other words, five years from now, the kind of person you will be, there's a possibility you can be the same person what you are today. There is a possibility that you can degrade there's a possibility that you can become a much better person. All three possibilities are there and it is determined by two main things and that is the books you read and people you associate with. And we all are very blessed, very fortunate in this present age. Earlier, you know, association means you have to physically go meet a saintly person. But we are very blessed, although technology is a boon and a bane. The boon in the sense that we have access to all lectures of Srila Prabhupada, Bhagavad Gita, we can read, we have the, in audio form, we have various opportunities to hear lectures of Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita given by different devotees, all available for us to hear something which resonates with us, we can hear them again. So from Bhagavad Gita, it said that if one properly follows the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, this is from Gita Mahatmya, quote one, one can be freed from all miseries and anxieties in this life. Again, miseries and anxieties predominantly is because, okay, we may say it is because of Srishti, the world around us. But when our drishti changes, when our perception changes, one will be freed from all miseries and anxieties in this life and one's next life will be spiritual. 
and then there's another in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, fifth chapter, 40th verse. Please therefore describe the Almighty Lord's activities, which is there in the Srimad Bhagavatam, which you have learned by your vast knowledge of the Vedas. For that will satisfy the hankerings of great learned men and at the same time mitigate the miseries of the mass of common men who are always suffering from material pangs. Indeed, there is no other way to get out of such miseries. See, we all are encountering miseries, difficulties, challenges and life is all about how we can come out of those pain, come out of those miseries and be happy. Two motivations for everyone, everyone you see people are acting is basically to increase our happiness and to minimize or to bring down our misery or pain. So here it is said there is no other way when we hear the glorious activities of the Lord, His wonderful instructions and then he says people who are always suffering from material pangs, indeed there is no other way to get out of those miseries. Nashta prayeshu nityam bhagavata sevaya. The Lord very loudly says in the last portion of the Bhagavad Gita, Sarva dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam raja. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Thus the Lord takes all responsibility for one who surrenders unto him and indemnifies such a person against all reactions to sin. So, from this we can understand that if we take shelter of a pure devotee of Lord, Lord, just like Srila Prabhupada, and if we sincerely read Bhagavad Gita, let those immortal words enter our consciousness and touch us, then all the misgivings, all the wrong perceptions will have in due course of time will be washed away and we'll be able to see the reality. Then we'll not be cheated, otherwise Maya is cheating us by putting us in illusion, by showing us the rope as snake and making us fearful. That's why it says all the miseries and anxiety because in illusion we are seeing the rope as snake and we are fearful. Arjuna was fearful. After hearing the Bhagavad Gita, all his fear was gone. He stood up brilliantly and fought the battle. So, <clears throat> these are the advantages of, of uh, spirituality, genuine spirituality. It will free us from all anxieties, all fear and our life will become truly sublime. So, we will take up some questions. This question is from Ajay Raj Sharma. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Maam Ekam Sharanam, why he asks us to come to him only and why he wants us not to go to demigods who himself says that I strengthen the faith of a person in demigods he worships. There is no harm in worshipping demigods, but Krishna is saying that even if we worship the devatas, we are worshipping him only, but it is avidhi purvakam, it is not the right way. Just like when we water the plant, we can water the leaves which are actually drying. We can water on the twigs, on the branches, 
but it is avidhi purvakam it is not right way of watering the plant what is the right way right way is you pour the water on the root and you know that the water will automatically reach all the all the portions of this plant in fact that's the right way so that's why krishna because he is bhagwan he is the root yathat taror mula nichechanena he is a mula and when we pour water into the root when we surrender to the lord then automatically all our desires will get fulfilled we don't have to approach and if we approach the demigods which we'll helplessly do because because of karma, because of lust, because we don't have full faith in the Lord, because we don't have that understanding that Lord is a root, we don't have understanding that what is the right way to water the plant. We are seeing the leaf is drying. So we think why not water the leaf? That Krishna is saying it's avidhi purvakam, it's not the right way. This question is from Virendra Igbote. Since Krishna is supreme controller, so whatever is happening is because of Krishna or our karma is responsible for what is happening. Yes, it's a fact that for whatever to happen, Krishna's sanction is required, but we are responsible because we are using our free will. Krishna has given us a free will, a choice. Yatha ichasi tatha kuru. After having spoken the Gita also, Krishna tells Arjuna, now you decide. You want to fight the battle or you want to run away from it? You decide. So Krishna has given us a free will. If we don't have a free will, then we are like robots. Because we have a free will and we have a choice. When you go in a flight, you are asked, sir, wedge or non-veg. Depending on what you choose, depending on your karma, you will get a reaction. So in that sense, the Lord is not responsible because he has given us a free will and we choose the free will to act in one way or another. How many things are fixed in our life according to scriptures? What are they? There are many things which are in our control which are fixed. Some things are not fixed. For example, the birth we take, the parents we get is not fixed. Based on our karma, we will get another birth. What is fixed is, is the eternal things like time, it's fixed. Kala is conspicuous, it is always acting, it is eternal. Kala, because of the force of Kala, the karmic reactions which are in various stages of fructification are manifesting in our life. So such things are fixed, otherwise our destiny is in our hands based on the actions we are performing using our free will. This question is from Virendra. Why is Lord, Krishna, Lord Ramachandra's childhood pastimes are not famous as Lord Krishna's childhood pastimes? Lord Krishna, Lord Ramachandra, Vishnu, Narayana are actually the same personalities. But Krishna's pastimes are just like a high court judge in a courtroom is treated differently is respected or reverence when he comes out of the courtroom everyone stands salutes him but the same judge when he comes home he has very intimate dealings with his near and dear ones his grandchild will not treat him the way he is treated in the courtroom 
ही विल नॉट से माई ऑनर ही विल से दद्दू और ही मे इवन चेस्टाइज हिज ग्रैंड फादर एंड ग्रैंड फादर डज नॉट माइंड सो द सेम लॉर्ड इन हिस्स इंटीमेट डीलिंग्स विथ हिज डियर मोस्ट डिवोटिस इज लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा इन दैट सेंस इज कॉल्ड द पूर्ण अवतार इन द्वारका ही वॉज लाइक अ किंग in vrindavan with his intimate devotees is having very very nice wonderful pleasing dealings so in that sense krishna is purna avatar in although we are not minimizing that you know just in material world we have you know he is the president so he is the vice president so vice president is lower the president but in this case all are ramaadi murti shukala niyamena tishta nana avataram The Lord has taken many avatars, Keshavadrita, Narhari Rupa, Jay Jagadish Hari, but still Krishna is pure avatar and He manifests wonderful, pleasing pastimes with His intimate devotees. This question is from Chandra Shekhar. Could a person build mental IQ if he practices Gyana Shastra in dark room? Uh, I am not sure what you are talking about. Gyana Shastras in dark room. I am not very sure what you are referring to. by studying shastras does our sq become strong along with iq and eq yes it's a fact our sq gets strengthened sq is spiritual intelligence and because of high sq automatically it will have an impact on our eq and iq if you see arjuna was going through very uh, low emotions fear anxiety dilemma confusion these are all our our emotions which are pulling a person down but after hearing bhagavad gita he he stood up he was full of confidence he fought the battle and he won it so yes it has an impact on our eq and iq as well this question is from devansh more why is it that few people get inclined to reading bhagavad gita at early stage and some people even after telling many times don't get the feeling to read it how should one perceive gita in kaliyo yes it's a fact that you will see people with different levels of inclination we have over the years done many many programs many many workshops and we also do lot of promotion so that we can have more people uh, attending the courses which we offer as we all know there are 84 lakh species of life in that 84 lakh 4 lakhs are human beings and this human beings the species are not based the gender the caste color creed nationality it's based their consciousness and whatever we achieve in spirituality in elevation of consciousness the knowledge the self realization the awakening of the soul is a perm- is a permanent credit in other words just like if a person let's say from class 1 to class 10 in spirituality if you have already covered up to class 5th in one life next life you continue from class 6th unlike our material achievement if in one life you have accumulated a crore of rupees in bank next life according to your karma you may even start as a pauper 
or may not be as a human being also. So because every one of us are continuing from where we have left in our previous life and our spiritual evolution is a continual process and it's an eternal credit in our permanent bank account. Therefore, we see people with different inclinations. In fact, Arjuna asks this question to Krishna. Oh Krishna, what happens to a person who treads this path but because of worldly mindedness is not able to complete the process? is not able to complete the journey and go back to Godhead in this life. What happens to such a person? He has already tread the path, but he is not able to complete. What happens to that person? So Krishna tells Arjuna, there is no loss or diminution. Whatever a person has done, it is to his permanent credit. And next life, he will be born in rich aristocracy or in the family of pious brahmanas and he will continue from where he has left in his previous life. And then he says, such a person will get automatically attracted to religious principles. Just like we have example of Bharat Maharaj, next life he becomes a deer, but he is always in the association of saintly persons in that ashram, near that ashram. And next life he becomes Jada Bharat. So, every one of us are continuing. That's why since we are in different stages, we see people are differently inclined. And we see it very practically. For example, some people may be attending Gita Life session week after week. They are very, very attracted. They want to hear. They want to hear. They don't want to miss any session. But some people may not be interested. Even if you send the invite, you may ask someone one time they may attend, but then they don't have taste. They don't have inclination. They are still sleeping. They have no taste for chanting. So it's, it's, it's a good fortune that by Prabhupada's mercy that we have some taste, we have some inclination, some understanding, because of which we are able to understand the message of Gita. And that way we are very blessed. Brahmanda, Brahmite, Kono Bhagyavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata Bej. Kono Bhagyavan, Brahmanda Brahmite, Kono Bhagyavan Jeev. One fortunate person by the mercy of Guru and Krishna will get the seed of Bhakti, devotion. So we should also be grateful. We should not think that we are very brilliant, we are very intelligent, we are able to understand Bhagavad Gita. We should thank Srila Prabhupada, we should thank the Lord, we should thank the previous Acharyas for having given us their blessings so that we have some taste, some inclination to read Bhagavad Gita. How should one perceive Gita in Kali Yuga? Sometimes people get an understanding that Bhagavad Gita is a very old scriptures and things have changed, the world is changing and the message of Gita may not be very relevant in present times. It's not a fact. In fact, they say that the more the world change, the more you should stick on to the principles which don't change. They're timeless principles, Vedic principles. So the more the world changes, the more we should embrace stick on to 
principles which do not change. That's why this is principle centric life. We say he's very unprincipled. There's no principles. But the timeless principles which have stood the test of time, if we lead the lives based on those timeless principles, they're timeless. That's why it's called timeless. They don't get outdated. The instructions of Bhagavad Gita is as much true, as much valid, in fact, more valid in present time than it was earlier. The society is more need of this wisdom today than it was in previous times. Because more and more people are suffering, more and more people are in ignorance, more and more people are in illusion and it's all the more required in present times. So we should know that this Gita is full of timeless Vedic principles. It's spoken by none other than Lord Sri Krishna. This book is not an ordinary book. It is, these words are Aparusha. Aparusha means they are not spoken by man. Anything made by man has inherent four defects. But this knowledge is free of such defects. That's why it's called transcendental knowledge. It's called spiritual knowledge. Bhagavad Gita, the song of God, the words spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So if we read these words, if we read Bhagavad Gita daily, if we associate with saintly persons, attend satsang, then surely our drishti will change and in spite of whatever circumstances we may find ourselves in, srishti, the world where we are living in, we will be able to lead a very, very meaningful and enriched life. Hare Krishna.